Good morning, everyone. It's Dr. P, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Inspirational Podcast. Well, what do you know? Just another day in paradise. Or, as they say, quarantine. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt, but um, today I sat with a friend of mine, uh, Matt Lowe. Matt and I have known each other for a long time. He's like a, really almost like a son to me. He was just a young kid when he came in to see me in my practice. He was six years old and now he's 32. It's unbelievable to think how quickly life goes by, but um, it's been a bittersweet year for Matt. So we sat down, had a little conversation about his upcoming wedding and his incredibly awesome fiance, Megan, and a little bit about the loss this year that he experienced by losing his brother. So he's a man of few words, but he's a man of passion and conviction. And uh, we had a nice conversation. So I thought I'd turn it over and see what you thought and pass the time away in quarantine. So enjoy. So we have known each other what seems like a lifetime. But I guess if we consider your lifetime, it's a lifetime. Pretty much the whole thing. <laughs> it was. I mean, what year? I mean, how old were you when I first saw you in my practice? I believe I was six. You're six, and now you're, I know you're 32 now. Yeah. You know, your fiance says you act like you're still six, but <laughs> that goes without saying. Uh, but man, we have been around together for a really long time, haven't we? Yes. When you were six, I, what, oh my, what year were you born? 87. 87, so you're looking at 93, right? So yes. 93, when you came to see me in my office, you, what was the it? first mig- one. Was it headaches, migraines? Migraines. Migraines, yeah. That's when we had first met. I'm trying to think, in 93, how old was I? I was 29-ish, 29, holy crap. <laughs> this is, it's kind of surreal. You know what I've been finding is that in my lifetime, I have lived through, I have practiced for three decades, for 30 years. So I look at you and I go, holy crud. I met you, you were just a little kid and now you're you're an old fart like me. Which is, <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'll take it. Any rate, um, so I'm glad you came on today because I've been, throughout all this stuff that's going on, this quarantine and everything, it's just nice to have people to come on and shoot the poop. Mm-hmm. I can't seem to trust what's going on on the television, on the media today. And so I thought, why not just make our own our own content? Cool. But what the heck, man? <laughs> so let me ask you something. Um, uh, right now, we're dealing with all this stuff. What's your take on what's going on? How has it affected you, your world? What's been going on in, in, in Matt Lowe's life? Um, wouldn't say much has changed besides can't go to the gym. Yeah. So home workouts haven't been great because uh, not at the gym, but right. still doing activities, hiking, walking the dog. You need the gym though. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of your major outlets? Yeah. I should do call it, well, I don't know if it's fair to call it an outlet, but it's definitely... I would say an outlet. Yeah, it's an outlet. It's something that's part of your life. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't always, was it? No. 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 It made a big difference in your life, mm-hmm. working out and staying in shape. Take me through that, because you're not doing traditional workouts that are at the local gym. You're no. doing something totally beyond that. Yeah. I mean, coming out of college, hockey and lacrosse played, so... 
after college, I needed something with a team. Yeah. I was going to a regular gym, normal global fitness style, and I got bored really quick. My buddy from high school said, I want to, I want you to come to a class. And I pushed him away, pushed him away, finally gave into it one day and saw it. And it was like, I was back in college playing with the boys. Yeah. And it's the camaraderie of everything. And it was, I was hooked instantly. So that's kind of like a CrossFit train where you, the guys yeah. get together and they, they, they go for it. Yeah. I mean, CrossFit is classes. Yeah. So it has the community aspect of, even though we're in the same class and if I beat you, yeah, I'm still going to cheer you on when I'm done just to make you be better. Be better, yeah. And so, so everybody pushes each other. Yes. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, I, I have watched you, your body mature over time. For many years you were like, what's up? I can't seem to gain any size. <laughs> I'm like, hang in there, man. It's coming. Yeah. But it's nice to see that you, you took it to another level. And you really took your nutrition up to a, a, a great level as well. Yes. Um, you were doing Avocare. Are you still doing Avocare at all? Yeah. yeah. No, I still do it. Just don't push it as much. Um, if people, they know I still have my website and yeah. I still will help them if they want products. But I'm not forcing it on anybody because right. it never really, that style doesn't work. And it yeah. never worked for me. I hated being pushed onto something. I'll tell you about it, but if you don't want to know yeah. more information, then I'll back off a little bit. Doesn't that suck when you're like, I, <laughs> I gotta be careful where I go with this. <laughs> um, you know, when people have these strong feelings and strong values in certain things, and mm -hmm. I applaud anybody for having a great sense of passion, but your passion may not be mine. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, I don't have to believe what you believe. Mm -hmm. I can respect it. But if you jam it down my throat, we're probably going to have a problem, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. You yep. know? But so Avocare was something that you were doing for a bit and now you're chasing a, a dream in firefighting. Yes. And that's been, that's the, that's your main focus yes. as far as work is concerned. Yep. Yeah. It's been a good year though mm. uh, for you. Well, it's been bittersweet. <laughs> Obviously I, you know, I was so sorry to hear about your passing of your brother, which was ugh, very difficult. Is family doing okay with all that? Better. Yeah. Yeah. We're better now. I don't think you get over those things, do you? You don't. You know, you just find a way to fit it into whatever. Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, I everybody's going to experience some loss at times. And if it doesn't make you stronger, it's going to crush you like a bug. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure your brother would be smiling and going, keep going, brother, make it happen. And so this year, I, I, I got to mention her name, Megan. <laughs> She's listening right now, I'm sure, going, oh, my God, he's talking about me. What do you think I'm going to say, Megan? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I it, it was it was kind of cool to watch. I've watched you through all your your dating life, Megan. I'm not telling you any of it, by the way. <laughs> I've watched your dating life for so long, and then I, you know, when you started telling me about her, I was like, okay, let's see who this girl is because you are smitten like crazy. Yeah. And uh, so this year is something new came up. What the heck is going on? You're getting married. Yes. Well, yeah. next year we're getting married, but yeah. we're engaged. Was that exciting? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was fun. So I'm going to interview you. <laughs> I'm going to interview you just like your priest or something. So let me ask you, what is it about her that makes her the one you want to spend your life with? Oh, you're killing me right now. I am? <laughs> you're, you're on the hook, man. You know what? You got to come to grips with it. And it's sooner or later, she's listening. So is the family. Yeah. But no. I mean, I could give the answer, but because I've watched it. But yeah. what is it? What is it about her? She has a heart of gold, honestly, yeah. through everything. She's been right there by my side. Yeah. She helped me write my brother's obituary. Wow. She 
took care of everything at the house during all that all of it yeah um loyal loving she'll go above and beyond just to make her other half her family happy nice it doesn't suck that she's gorgeous no. on top of it. You know? <laughs> no, that's the bonus. But yeah, I mean, you're a, you, both of you are a very <clears throat> handsome couple. You're going to have great looking kids. Um, but um, I had a chance to meet Megan in the office. And do you remember the first time I adjusted you in front of her? That was great. <laughs> she, she threw up. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> she's like, I'm not going back to anywhere near that guy. Nope. And how long did it take? Maybe a month. And before I knew it, she was making an appointment coming yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it took a little bit to get her off that, you know, that anxiety of getting adjusted. It's not something that's natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is natural from doctor's perspective, but from the other perspective, I'm like, uh, so you gave me a little information about her and it, it was spot on. So I'm going to give you mine. You ready? I, when she came into your life, it was just a feeling right away. Like, oh, this is different than anything I've ever experienced for you and your way of behaving and, 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 uh, engulfing into this relationship was totally different than any other one I've seen before. Mm -hmm. So when I met her in the office, I said to her, I know right away that this is, this is real. This is going somewhere. She's like, you think so? I'm like, yeah. She goes, then talk to him. will you, (laughs) you didn't need my help. I don't want to interfere, but to watch you two together is, is a really beautiful thing. And so there's big news as well. What's going on with you two that that's really exciting. Just wedding planning right now or more of her wedding planning. (laughs) You're going to live in a doghouse. No, we bought a house. Ah. There you go. <laughs> you got you might be living in the dark house if you forget these things. Yeah, yeah that's exciting. Yeah, huh? yeah. Where where's the home? Uh Clinton. Clinton, yeah. Yep. And what's it gonna take to get in? You need time, you have to close. Uh we did everything, all the paperwork's pretty much done. We close on May eighth. May eighth. So yeah. just the final step at the end of the month. Papers, signing and it's a big step, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But at least you're paying yourself, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Rather than dumping your money into, into renting. Yeah. You know, and if I know Megan at all, she'd love to have a family. So. Of course. That's going to fill up quick. Yep. You're going to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not broke now, you're going to be broke soon enough. It just is what it is. It's like, whatever. Yep. You know, it, it's kind of funny. Like when you, not funny, but it's ironic that there's this thing going on, this ugly pandemic thing that's happening around the globe and people are struggling. Um, and it's worthwhile to just keep living your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you buy a house and you have babies and you, you have to have hope. Yeah. I think we've lost that. I, I shouldn't say all of us, but in this kind of funky moment right now, the world is all upside down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can trust it. No. I'm not sure that I can trust all of what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing. I mean, I... Something's going on, right? People are dying from this damn thing. But I mean, for what kind of stress has it developed in your life? What's your perspective on what you've been seeing so far from this darn thing? Uh, To be honest with you, I haven't thought about it a lot. I'm just more cautious, I guess. Yeah. I go, you go to the grocery store, you wash your hands, try not to be around people as much. Um, it's the whole social distancing as much thing. as you can yes yeah. Yeah, obviously like going to my parents house and not staying there as long as we used to or yeah. mainly outside as much as we can if we 
if the weather is nice, but it's it's a little different getting used to right away. But are you getting any sleepless nights? No, I'm no. sleeping. You are sleeping eight to ten hours. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> you know that's really the key. And one thing I've you know I've noticed in the years of of the work that I do is that when a person doesn't sleep, that's when they're stressed. Yes. So during going through a day of like worrisome strain and stress, ugh. Then you go to bed at night. It's hard to fall asleep. And if you do. You're woken up soon enough. Yeah. Usually two or three o'clock in the morning is the witching hour when the stress hormones start to kick back on again. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to kick on till six in the morning for crying out loud. Yeah. Stress hormones build energy for us and allow us to tackle our day and stay ahead of the game. But if you get burnt out early in the day, your stress hormones are going to deplete. Mm-hmm. And then they turn back on at two o'clock in the morning when they're not supposed to turn on till six. Mm-hmm. Now you're four hours behind. And how does that translate for the next day? Terrible. What's your ability to handle stress the next day when that hits? Not so good. <laughs> no, it's not so good at all. So, uh, you know, your your lady, is she sleeping through the night? Yeah, for yeah. the most part. Well, I'll say nudge her by accident. <laughs> well, that's because she's got you, right? Yeah. I mean, you're the best thing in her life. The best thing that's ever happened to her, right? <laughs> I <laughs> hope so. <laughs> she's like, dang, you're working that for all it's worth. <laughs> Yeah, but this, you know, when I look at this, uh, where this pandemic is and what's going on, I really didn't want to talk too much about politics. But how do you not mm. discuss this from some political environment? Mm-hmm. I mean, these these two political parties are beating each other up to try to continue their political agendas while people are sucking wind. Yeah. Now, my business needs a little help. I'm 90% down mm-hmm. in my business. Like probably everybody else who's listening to our podcast, right? They're like, seriously? I'm like, yeah, I'm way down. Uh, and I, it needs to come back up. <clears throat> I Tell me what you're doing for work at the moment. Oh, uh, actually laid off until I go back to work. Oh, so you're so. just, you're, you're sitting home chilling too, right? Yeah. Well, anything you would do would be, well, you would be essential if you're doing firefighting full time. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if there was a major fire, cause I'm on call. I'm yeah. on a call department, so if there's a major fire, we can go to it. Um, for the most part, there has been medicals. So, what town are you in? I'm in Stowe. In Stowe, Mass. Yep. Yeah. Well, how does that work? Do they have people on twenty four seven or? They do shifts, so there's twelve hour shifts, six to six. Now, so, are they in? Do they have a, a firehouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a normal firehouse, yeah. normal beds, kitchen, everything. They just do instead of twenty fours, they do twelves. Right. Uh, four days a week. Have you? Had to do those at all? I'm or not because you're kind of on call. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on call. You have to go through a big process and do everything. So that hasn't been. That would be next if other departments don't work out. Don't work out. Yeah. So what's the goal though? Firefighting is the goal. So yes. where do you want to work? I'm taking the test for Worcester in uh, June if it doesn't get postponed again, which is possible. It could be possible. Yeah. So whenever yeah. the test comes out, I'll take it. Hopefully, get on. You could use the bennies and everything that yeah. goes with that. That's hard work, though. Yeah, I it's mean, worth it. I I have a lot of young guys, including yourself, who um, who are doing that. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to send out a quick shout out to my buddy Andre Crevier, who's just uh, uh, passed the academy and in, in the testing, and he's now working in uh, Milford. Nice. So, if your house is burning in Milford, <laughs> call Andre, and if it burns to the ground. I didn't give you that recommendation. <laughs> Sorry, Andre. He's like, you son of a biscuit. Yeah, firefighting is uh, one of the most dangerous damn jobs that are out there. And I can't imagine how much stress 
that people are under today and what that's going to look like mm. if shit starts burning up. <laughs> I, I don't know where, um, you know, where we're going to see this epidemic wind up. But the one thing that concerns me is that people are really losing that sense of hope yes. that, you know, this is just a moment in time. Mm-hmm. That's like, I've had people asking me, aren't you freaked out? Mm. I'm like, wait a minute. Did I miss a memo? Was I supposed to be freaked out over something that's, I mean, it's obviously awful, but there are a lot of other awful things that have gone on in history. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at the last big pandemic in 1918, it was pretty awful, Mm -hmm. but we didn't really have a clue about microbial germs and stuff at that time. So it just spread like a wildfire. But in today's modern world, this is ugly. It isn't good, but we got to get back to work at some point, don't we? Hopefully. (laughs) Holy crud. If we don't go back to work at some point, how do we recover? We don't. We don't, right? It's a tough balancing act. Mm-hmm. And the man in control, our president, man, he's taking a pounding for this thing. And I don't know what he could do any better or any worse. I mean, I'm not even looking at it now. No. Are you? No. No. Are you watching TV? Yeah. Just not really the news. You're not watching the news? No. Yeah. I'm doing this. I'm watching Wicked Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, if, if it's what I should be doing or not, but my daughter and I, we'd be just hanging out. I've been doing some, you know, just chilling out. Being at home has been the best thing ever. And to be honest with you, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the worst amount of stress I could have and one being like no stress, I have a number, but I want to hear your number first. Where do you find yourself on a scale of one to 10 on the stress in your life today? Four, five. Would it have been higher two months ago? Probably. Yeah. Because you're you're burning the candle at many ends. Yes. Yeah. And mine's a one. That and I, I, I don't I'm not embarrassed to say it, but some would say, Oh, come on, no way. My general stress would have been a three. Mm-hmm. And not because of anything that's wrong, just that life has um there's a lot of planning. You know, so you get up and you got to go to work. It's a timing. It's a schedule thing. Mm-hmm. We all have itemized lists of things that have to get achieved by the end of the day. And although that's good because it gets us somewhere, but where are we going? Mm-hmm. Where the hell are you going? I mean, why are you getting married? Like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Don't say that. I'll have to answer it. If you really think about it, you're getting married for the emotional connection with somebody you can rely on, right? Yeah. Doesn't it feel nice to just wake up next to her knowing that she's your best friend and she's got your back? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of, that is the most important piece of marriage. But like, I'm married 25 years and that couldn't be any stronger in my life today than it was when I was in your position starting out. So I'm looking at people today wondering, what do you, what are you thinking about during all this? What's really important? I, listen, it's important that we have money to pay the bills. Yeah. But if you lose somebody, you don't get them back. The bills don't matter anyway. Changing your perspective seems to be the thing that's really more important than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and I, I look at at you two and I'm like, that's a couple that can make it. But how many babies are we going to have in this family? Do you guys have any numbers that are like two, two babies? What are you thinking? Boy, girl, two girls, two boys? Hopefully two boys. Two boys. <laughs> <laughs> Says you, right? What does she say? Probably one of each. Yeah. 
one of each is what I have. I actually like it, but you know, to each his own, I guess. But mm-hmm. are you scared of having a little girl? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Which part is it? Changing the diaper or when she grows her, her sexual organs in teenage land? Teenage. Yeah. 100% teenage. Yeah, teenage land. You know, it's funny. I have this 14-year-old daughter and she is just awesome. I mean, holy crap. I look at her and I think, how did I get this lucky to have this young person in my life who completes me as strongly as my wife? It's like, mm. what? You know, my son as well, but... You know, just talking about having a daughter. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to make a prediction. Your first child is going to be a girl. <laughs> what is it? The Godfather when uh, uh, Luca Brazzi comes in and he says to the Godfather, "And may your first child be a masculine child." <laughs> Good luck with that one. Yeah. Oh, but man, I got to tell you, a girl, Matt, a girl, a girl is going to be like what I had no idea it's this much fun (laughs) and if you're a good pop and you will be you spend as much time as you can teaching her and loving her and when she's a teenager she doesn't my daughter doesn't buck anything because I don't have to bitch slap her to do anything appropriate Mm -hmm. she's just living a life with her parents and life is moving along she's a 4-0 student she's an athlete she wants to be a medical physician she wants to be a cardiothoracic surgeon Okay. I'm like, that's what I said. I go, okay, that's what you want to do? When your little girl says, Daddy, I want to be a doctor. You're like, good. Hopefully you can get someone else to pay for that education. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. But that ba- when that little baby, and for anybody who's listening who has children, when, you're in, when you and Megan have your first baby and she's resting and you're holding your baby and you let your baby lay on your chest around your neck and snuggle up underneath your chin. (laughs) Holy crud, buddy. You are going to melt like a candle on a hot day. (laughs) I can't wait to watch. I definitely want to be there and see the, I don't want to see the birth part, but (laughs) you probably don't either. By the way, you a little skittish with blood and guts? Blood and guts, no. You're okay with that? Yeah. So let me ask you, if you were blessed enough to have a baby, would mm-hmm. you be in the delivery room? Mm-hmm. And which side would you be on? The side where it's coming out nope. or next to your honey? Next you know, to the head. <laughs> put a little ice chip on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hoping for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you better because holy moly, she, yeah, yeah. she's she's not going to do well without you <laughs> right next to her. Hopefully it won't hurt. Yeah. Megan, it doesn't hurt. I've watched it happen <laughs> a couple of times. Didn't hurt me at all. <laughs> as long as I don't fall down. Yeah. Matter of fact, when I my kids were born, um, they were C-section. Mm-hmm. We They were delivered by C-section. Lorenzo was first. And we had no idea that he had turned. So his bum was coming out first. Oof. And the doctor was like, oh. We gotta go take this baby out right away. So when I got to the to the OR, the doctor said, "Did you want to watch?" Because he knew that I was a physician too. And I said, "He goes, well, would you like to see?" And I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely want to watch." So I asked uh, Lisa, "I go, do you mind if I watch?" She goes, "No, that's okay." <laughs> I watched him cut her open and go through the whole thing. I was like, "Wow." It's amazing, you know. <sighs> you know, medicine can do some pretty cool stuff, dude. You gotta, yeah. you see that, you'd be like, oh, I, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they take out the, they take everything out. The uterus comes out of the body and sits on her side. Her kidneys are kind of moved around. They got to get the darn baby out. Mm-hmm. And then when they, they actually 
make a, a small incision to pull the baby from the uterus. The uterus is like a bicep man on steroids. <laughs> that thing is contracting around the head, pulling. You're trying to pull the baby out. It's like it's almost as traumatic as having a natural vaginal birth. The neck was look like Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> I was like, holy crud. And then they say, congratulations. You have a beautiful baby boy. You know, what is his name? And, uh, you know, the doctor was Italian. Mm-hmm. His name was Zavolino. He was a really great uh, physician. And uh, so we had kind of chatted a little bit while we were there talking about having... Uh, um, being Italians, you know, Avellino and Prococo. And he said, oh, so you're a chiropractor. I said, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, well, come on, Dr. Chiropractor. We got to go take this baby out. And I was like, oh, so we finally get there. We get it all done. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, he's Italian. So the guy says, what's the baby's name? So I said into him in Italian, I said, uh, you know, Lorenzo. And he goes, Lorenzo, bella, bella. And everybody went crazy in the, in the, in the room. And I'm holding this little baby in my hand thinking, there's no better feeling in the world than this. And it is, and it will be forever because I'll never forget that. Mm -hmm. And in this time, I'm like, dude, we need to chill out and get back to the basics. Right. I've been sleeping I can't even tell you, like eight, 10 hours a day. You've been doing the same? About the same, yeah. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? Think about it. When you go back to work, how many hours are you going to be putting in? 50, 60 hours a week. Right. And then, you know, you got the house to contend with. You still have some study and other things to do as well, right? Mm-hmm. You got a long way to go. Yep. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do it. You've always done it. But it's, a, it, it's not going to be easy. Think about it right now for everybody who is stressed out and freaked out over this, wait till they have to go back to work. If you mm-hmm. think you're freaked out now, like, Doc, you're not making it any easier. Yeah. Well, calm the hell down, man. Relax. Enjoy yourself. What have you guys been doing at home? Well, don't tell me everything. I don't <laughs> want to know that. But, I mean, my wife and I, we, well, she's been very busy with this whole stimulus package trying to figure things out. But we've been making puzzles mm-hmm. and watching Netflix and, I mean... What the hell else is there to do? Yeah, Netflix, baking. Right? I didn't see any brownies or anything come my way. What the hell happened? <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Next time, right? <clears throat> How's the dog doing, by the way? He loves it. Yeah. Yeah, he loves it right now. Did you Have you noticed your pets change at all since you guys have been home so often? Yeah, they're very, very needy. <laughs> very needy. Unbelievable. The dog is your... Actually, both of the... You have a dog and a cat. Yes. And those were both Megan's? Yes. And so you had to become a yeah. surrogate daddy? Yep. So I, I already know the answer, but which one do you love more than the other? I'll let you guess. <laughs> Definitely the dog. Yep. Well, you know, you're, just, you're built like one, so what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like cats at all? No. I love cats. I love cats. My little kitty's the best. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> so Megan's working at home. She's a school teacher. Yes. So she's sitting doing, what, uh, Zoom? Zoom meetings. All day long? Seems like it, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You mind that? No. No. No, it's cool to see. Yeah. So what does she do? She has like a, in the kitchen, living room, dining room, she's sitting there on most of the day? Either in the kitchen, or not the kitchen, the, the dining room table. Yeah. Has her computer or our spare bedrooms, a mini preschool right now. Oh. So when she does her readings and stuff like that, it's in there. So she's getting paid like she normally full would. Full salary. Yep. Full salary. And then she just creates like lesson plans and lesson stuff. Lesson plans, yeah. What's her, what what age group of kids is she? 
She's doing preschool right now. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Did the did the kids get on at all? Um, yeah, they've. I've only seen them once, but I know that's starting now. It's gonna be a few times a week yeah. that she'll zoom with her kids. Because we like in Hudson, my children have yet to receive any. What's up? That's wild. You know, how do you stay ahead of the educational curve? Yeah. I mean, we, me and Megan, we did, or she had to create packets. And then we, just to get out of the house, drove around to all their houses and left them in the mailbox. So they have work to do. Oh, that was responsible. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we, well... (laughs) Well, Lisa follows up on this stuff, but my kids would be like, oh, no, there's nothing. <laughs> yep. They go back. I get a notice from the, the town. By the way, your kid's staying back because he didn't do any work. <laughs> what? Holy smokes. Yep. You know, and I thought right away that maybe they would, you know, institute online learning because all the all my like all the life coaching I do, all the uh, the college kids, they're all yeah. I mean, they're still gung ho, man. Mm-hmm. Rocking and rolling. I can't imagine that it's got to be a whole lot of fun sitting at home doing a class. How do you get motivated? Exactly. You know? I mean, when I was in college, I used to look right and left, and there was always a cute girl left and right of me. So I never minded going to class. We had class in college? (laughs) (laughs) Well, some of us did. Your college was a hot tub. (laughs) Are you kidding? Unbelievable how much fun um, that I had going through my college experience. But today what we're learning is college experiences are changing. Yes. Big time. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. If you went to a college, let's say you went to one of the big one of the big ones, you're gonna spend fifty to seventy I went to WPI. It's seventy three thousand a year with room and board now. That's a crap load of money, right? Yeah. I, I suppose you're probably gonna make that kind of money back if you're in the world of uh, high tech engineering and biotech stuff. I guess that makes sense. But I think that maybe today we're gonna start seeing a lot of college experiences are gonna be getting it online mm-hmm. what's that going to cost hopefully a lot less right yeah because holy crap do you still have school loans yes what do you got left about 50 50,000 oh, that's a pain isn't it yeah that's a imagine if you didn't have that It'd be awesome right now if you and your honey would be way ahead of the game right oh yeah yeah yep. and you know so if you think back like I know myself I had a hefty chunk to pay it took me over a decade to pay it all off but I'm thinking today, you know, kids want to put on a sweatshirt that says Harvard, Stanford, BU, Yale, whatever. They want to put something on that's kind of cool and proud. Mm-hmm. But at what cost? Really? You know, it's like you could have a PhD in psychology from Boston University. Can you make any money out of it, though? Yeah, potentially. Mm-hmm. But what does it come down to? Who you know. Yeah. And it comes down to who you are and how much you're willing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the piece that a lot of people are missing out on. That they don't get it. That you can have a great degree, which mm-hmm. is appropriate. And I'm all for it because I love education. But what are you going to do with it? Can you move people? Mm-hmm. Well, what about the next generation? And you guys are still, you're on the edge cusp of that. Can you move people with your ideas? Can you teach them something that they didn't know before? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And what does it all come down to? Better learn how to communicate. So think about today's kid between 18 and 25. Are they as skilled, perhaps, as my generation in communication? No. Not at all. Not at all, right? Stuck in playing inf- uh, playing games. I don't have a problem with the game. But the game steals from the other time of hanging out and communicating. And you know what's kind of cool? I, I, I've been seeing this. Um, I'm sure everybody who's listening has probably been part of one. Just a Zoom conversation where... 
we're actually not in the room with each other, but we're all chiming in. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Now, I, I guess it's kind of hard because who can talk when everybody's yelling over each other, right? You know, my mother had, uh, my sister had some Thursday night dinner with my mom. She's in her mid nineties and, um, you know, everybody's somewhere, but you can't talk mm -hmm. because it's being dominated by somebody who's the loudest. Yep. So you wait your turn and it's like two minutes later or five minutes later, I'm half asleep by then. Yep. But I've been using it for life coach. Nice. It's been really good. I just turn on the, the computer and sit and chat with somebody. And what I've realized is they don't have to be in Hudson, right? No, no, because we did it the other night with our family. You did, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could be in, find somebody in Topeka, Kansas or Pasadena, California who needs life coaching and they just pop in and go, what's up? Yep. I'm struggling. I need some perspective. Everybody needs perspective. I think that's the whole thing that we could pay attention to in this whole process is if you can take this scenario, flip it into something that is a great sense of perspective of where you've been and where you want to go, Holy crap. Otherwise, your perspective is this is horrific mm -hmm. and we're all going to die. Well, I know that some people are going to die and it's a shame that it has to happen. I, I wish it wouldn't. Um, but that's part of what life brings us, isn't it? It's the survival of the fittest. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I'm pretty fit. What about you? I'd like to say so. Yeah. You know what I'm getting, though? I'm getting a round belly. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> You know, my daughter's baking. She's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you guys, you, you said earlier yeah. you're baking too. Oh, yeah. By the way, who's the cook in the house? Depends on what we're cooking, but mainly her. Yeah. Well, what do you cook? I'm usually on the grill. Oh, you're a griller? Griller. You, you, you baking brownies and cooking cakes and stuff like that? She's been doing that. Yeah. We've been doing the same. And yeah. I, listen, I, I never would have something like Oreo cookies in the house. <clears throat> I certainly would not be baking cakes every other day. <laughs> I looked in the mirror the other day. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> did I really go this far? I feel like I've jumped off the, the deep end. But then again, I'm like, you know what? I'll just reinvent myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what this, maybe this, I, it's not really an experiment. It's what life is. Yeah. But when I look at it, I think to myself, well, okay. I'll just have to suck it up and I'll find a way to get this weight off when I'm done. I'm actually pretty excited about it. I've been walking mm -hmm. and going out walking, but it's not enough. I mean, I need to eat better. But what do you do when you're locked in the house for all these hours of the day? Yep. Let's chow. But you know what I've stayed away from is ice cream. Can't say the same. You've been chowing ice cream. What's Megan's go-to? Depends on the food. For a dessert? Yeah. Hmm. Banana bread or ice cream? We just outed her. <laughs> no, this is what you're supposed to say. But she still looks amazing. She does. You know, but she, she really does. She does too. <laughs> she never. I, I can't imagine her ever having a problem with weight. Has she? <clears throat> I would not like me. No. No. Yeah. She's she's got a good physiology. I mean, she's proportionally well built. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Megan, but that's what it is. I mean, she's attractive, obviously, and she's kept her body in great shape. She's um, she's going to make a great mom. She's going to look like the nanny, <laughs> you know? Lisa was uh, taking the kids to the mall when 
when they were young and more often than not, they would say, oh, whose children are these? <laughs> Lisa was like, huh? <laughs> are you the nanny? She's like, no, these are my children. She goes, oh, sorry. <laughs> and I said to Lisa, that's kind of cool though, isn't it? She goes, yeah. yeah. Because you, you, your, your lady is what, 30? 32. 32? Yep. Oh, so you guys are Same age. right there. Who's older? Me. Oh, I got yourself a young one, huh? Mm. How, many, how many months difference? Um, April, she's October. Oh yeah, so you're really close. Yeah. We're eight, we're almost nine years difference. Mm. This is nine years older than me, in maturity, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically just a knucklehead, but man, I'm still so deeply in love. It's crazy, and you know what? I don't care who hears it, and who's got something to say about it. But I'm telling you, man, this this thing you have, you take care of it big time because it'll serve you forever. And it's so much fun being married. For those out there that are all scared, listen, have your buddies been telling you you're going to be with one girl for the rest of your life? No, because they're all married now. They're all married. Well, that's good. Because, you know, a lot of the young kids ask me, they go, you know, because when they're getting married, like you, I've known you forever, but the young kids that come in the practice are like, yeah, I'm getting married. I'm like, well, how do you feel about being with one woman for the rest of your life? Because that's what I thought of when I was a young kid. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I'm going to be with one woman forever. Oh, I don't know if this is a good idea. But then when I realized after all these years, it's the best idea ever. Things don't get kind of beat up and crappy until your perspective sucks again. Mm-hmm. If you don't let it suck and you work out and you do, obviously, you've been keeping your body in shape and so is she. Mm-hmm. I mean... It, when you guys get dressed up and go out, doesn't it feel nice? Yeah. Yeah. You haven't done that in a while. No. Not that it was your fault. No. But when, you know, as long as you're out there and you're doing something that makes you feel great together as a couple, over time, every decade, it just gets better. Yeah. And then it has to hit the wall. I mean, you better buy a helmet because she's going to bash your head off the bricks a few times anyway until you wake up and see it a different way. How long have you guys known each other now? Be just over three years or so. Just over three. So you got three years in. What happens at 13 years? Do you think it'll be the same as it is right now? I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it'll be better, worse, or the same? Maybe better. Maybe better. What do you think it's going to take to be better? Honestly, nothing. I don't see much changing besides kids. Certainly children would, would change it, right? Mm-hmm. But right now, think about this. Think about your communication style with Megan right now. Mm -hmm. It is whatever that is, right? Will that have to adapt and change when children come? Of course. Yeah. So it seems to me, one thing I've learned is that communication is really, it's going to, communication has to evolve because the way you talk to each other will be different in the next decade, Mm -hmm. in the next decade, in the next decade. If you don't keep up with it, it dies on the vine. Yeah. And as you know, half of the people that get married, they don't work. Nope. But why is that? They don't know how to communicate. Yeah. And of course, what are the two majors that people fight about? Sex and money. <laughs> you're not getting any sex. You take money, you go buy it. No. <laughs> Just saying, you've got to really look at your intimacy and you've got to look at your at your finance, you know, from the old dog sitting across the table here, you guys will be successful. But if there's ever a time when it's difficult, it's when your perspective's off and you're not seeing it the way you should. And then you go, what? Then you're yelling at each other. And that's, that's going to happen, right? Yeah. Think about people that say, 
like you two, when you're at home, don't you just get on each other's nerves during this whole thing? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's smiling going, yeah, 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 yeah. that happens. Yeah. So it happens once in a while. Okay. But is that normal? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it is what it is. But in marriages, sometimes people take something and that's not going well and they add flame to the fire or air to the fire. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're making it worse. What are you doing that for? To teach him a lesson. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me guess. You've never taught her a lesson and you ain't never going to teach her any lesson <laughs> for your whole life. You're going to try like crazy. How's that going to work for you? It's not. It's not going to work <laughs> for you. It's not. She's definitely going to school you. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You're reliable. That's key. I know if she was on the other end, she'd say, he's reliable, he's loyal, he's compassionate, he loves me and he takes care of me. Isn't that the same thing you said about her? Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's a match. And then you go, yeah, this is going to be good. I'm happy for the both of you because I think that uh, being witness to this should be pretty fun. When do I get to come over and take care of the kids? Two years. Two years in? I have a, well, when the kids, let's say the kids were here today. Today is, I don't know, what is today? Great question. <laughs> I don't even know the damn date. Tuesday. Right? It's a Tuesday. It's some some day, April day. I don't even yeah. know. The, I guess the days are just obscured with all the stuff that's going on. Seventh. So if you if your wife gave birth to a child next year at this time, do I get to come over, my wife and I, and babysit? Of course. And will you guys be paying me four dollars an hour to babysit? No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> You just do it whether you like it or not. I love babies, so I'll be all about it. And we're definitely going to have some fun. Yeah, it's exciting to see the next generation come up and make it happen. But the next generation is struggling with what's going on. And the beauty of what I just enjoy about you is that you're going through something that is, it, it's, it's part of life, isn't it? Yeah. You're wanting to be married to somebody that you care about. Hopefully, if it's in the cards for you both to have a family and to raise a family and to give them all the rights and the privileges that we got mm-hmm. as Americans. Mm-hmm. But the question is, will those rights still be there when this thing is over? Great question. We don't know, do we? No. We have no idea what it's all going to look like when it's done. But can you change it? Yeah. You can, by your behavior, right? Yeah. You can make a difference. But at the end, you can only do so much, right? can only control you. You can only control you. So what do you think is a good way for somebody to get up today? Start your day today. You give them advice. What's the first thing they should do? Start with what? What am I going to do? Get outside, go for a walk, enjoy the sun. Bingo. Outside is a great place to just decompress, right? Mm-hmm. And feel like you're still connected. Yep. In the last couple of days have been sunny. Yeah. That certainly didn't hurt, right? It was nice to have some decent sunshine. Yep. But like, you wake up today, should I turn on the TV? No. What am I going to get? Crap. I'm going to get garbage again. Now, some would say, well, I want to know what's going on. You know what I've done, and I think it makes sense, is that if you want to know how things are moving along, because it obviously we want to be informed about when it's time to make the next move so we can maybe go back to work, or oh, who knows what's going to come. Don't watch someone tell you about it on any social media or anything else. Mm-hmm. Just read the headline. Yep. Because if the headline said, Matt Lowe has a child, you emotional? I mean, you're, you're Matt Lowe. 
But anybody who reads it goes, huh? Mm-hmm. Whatever. But if I get on there and say, Matt Lowe had a child that was born with three ears and five eyeballs, and oh my God, it's Armageddon. <laughs> what? Now I got their interpretation on it. Yep. And isn't it really sensationalism? Have we sensationalized this damn thing? I would say, yeah. I would say, yeah, too. Now, to, to a degree. Obviously, there's validity to it, right? Mm-hmm. But we've turned it into something that is so, uh, it, it stresses people out. And we just keep reporting that someone else has it. Someone else has it. Don't you think we're all going to get it? Either get it or had it. Right? Don't you feel, I mean, you and I talked off camera. Don't you feel like you've had, some, had this maybe five, six weeks ago? I had symptoms of it. That right. seems to be it, yes. Right. I mean, we don't know if it was yes or no, but right, felt like it. It felt like it, right? Mm-hmm. Then you look around at other people that are, are going through this and say, well, if you get it, you're going to die. I go, where'd you come up with that? Who said I was going to die? I've had the flu a bunch of times. I didn't die from that. Mm. Listen, if I'm going to die, which I am at some point, I'm going to realize that I'm going to live by the rules. As they say, you can put the the drink on the table the poison kool-aid you can put it there and i can respect it i'm just not drinking it mm-hmm. i'm not going to follow into suit and say i'm going to have to believe everything that's being reported and not to be a conspiracy theorist i don't even want to go there yep. i'm going to do absolutely opposite i'm going to stay home with my kids i'm going to love them i'm going to create podcasts and content i'm going to have conversations with knuckleheads like you on a <laughs> tuesday morning just to break it up right yeah and it's really part of my own dream. And, you know, when you look at where you're at right now, is this the right time to buy a house? Or are you just like, I'm buying a house and let's get the ball rolling. I think it's a great time to buy a house. It, it, it actually is. <laughs> what was your interest rate? Uh, 3%. 3%. That's pretty awesome. My first was over six. Mm-hmm. I had to refi to get it down. But listen, you're buying a house. How many people are buying homes though right now when all this is going on? It seems like a lot. Yeah. Or at least from what we've experienced the last two months or so. Yeah. I'd be interested to see where it's going to go in the next few mm-hmm. couple of months. I mean, if the interest rates stay down, then that would tend to make sense. Mm-hmm. But putting yourself financially on the on a, on a, on the line is also scary. Yes. I'm not saying that, you know, you can't handle it. But think about it. If you guys weren't collecting a paycheck, how do you pay your mortgage? You don't. You don't. Or at least hopefully somebody in that big bubble in Washington could figure out, how to defer our loan payments, yeah. you know, maybe add them to the end, mm-hmm. and which makes sense. But I've heard that um, it hasn't always gone that way. It's started to move that way where you get three months grace period on your mortgage, mm-hmm. then they put it at the end. But some companies were saying at the end of three months, when the fourth month comes, then you can pay then. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's dumb. Yeah. How am I supposed to make money in the first three months to pay off the thing in the first place? Yeah. Add it to the end and give me a grace period so I can, any rate, I don't want to go <laughs> It drives me insane to think about how much stress people are under. But financial stressors are huge. That's really the key. The other thing is your mortality. Will I die from this? How many people died last year of overdose from uh, opioids? Way too many. Way too many, right? We're talking upwards of 70,000 people. But we didn't really put the lens on it so we don't see it as much. What did we do? We just went about life. Yep. So with this thing, I'm going about life, but when I go to the grocery store, I'm going to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Do, you know, and not for myself, to be honest with you, but just to be responsible to my neighbor, to let them know that I'm still thinking of you. Whether this is true or it isn't true, whether it's the Kool-Aid or it isn't the Kool-Aid, I can play the game. 
Yeah. It's okay. It's not going to hurt me to do that, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay to get on and Skype with people rather than it is to meet with them in person. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I just don't want to do it forever. Exactly. Because this thing could turn ugly. Yeah. I mean, if people really can't survive because they financially are not getting the money that they need out of Washington, what are you going to do? Hmm. You're going to wind up going to work and somebody's going to arrest you. And what's that going to create? <laughs> it create a serious shitstorm, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be sitting back on, holy crap, look what's going on now. But I'm pretty sure that I'm going to make a bold prediction. By the end of the summertime, we'll be back to work. And um, unfortunately, we would have missed going to the beaches and all the things that I've been dying to do because I live in the, the cold of the Northeast, you yep. know. But um, <clears throat> I last bone of contention, NHL. Is that one of the most painful things right now to watch the surging Boston Bruins have to sit back and not play? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. You've been doing what? Um, uh, you're a ref. Yes. What, do you, what are you ref in? Uh, ECAC Division One College. Is that good? Is that good hockey? Yeah, it's one of the best around. Yeah, some of those athletes wind up in in professional leagues. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that like? Being on the ice with big bodies moving at mock speed. It's completely different than I experienced playing. Yeah. Just because the kids that I played with weren't clearly as, as skilled, and then. You go ref and it's night and day. Yeah, you you got to you up and down that ice as much as there. I mean, you don't get a break. yeah. I don't get a break. You don't get a break, right? No, I'm skating backwards mostly, being a ref. So how many refs are on the ice? Four. Four, just like the NHL. Yeah, two refs, two linesmen. And as are the rules the same? Um, yes and no. Like, there's different penalty options. Clearly, there's no fighting in college. Right. Um. Just minor, minor tweaks to the rule book. And how many times do you get smashed and hit and knocked down? A few times. Yeah, a few times. Um, the um, You and I have been talking recently about hockey. Hockey's my favorite sport. I can't get enough hockey. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm watching the Bruins play on the 2011 Cup Series. Yep. I've been having the time of my life reliving those games. Yeah, it was fun. Have you been watching those? Yes. Yeah. I watched that Montreal game, the uh, overtime victory in game seven. Did you go to that I one? I was there. Yeah. That was, my God. <laughs> those are some exciting times. Thank God we live where we do. You mm-hmm. know, we're very fortunate to have these these memories and these exciting times. And I got to tell you, sports and music, they seem to be the thing that are helping me to just kind of get through these days and, and stay happy and positive. I've been listening to more and more YouTube stuff and, and music, and it's pretty cool how a lot of artists are throwing their stuff out there and helping people out. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. But what I'd like to see is for my man over here to become an NHL referee at the same time and make sure that he's dumping some tickets on me whenever he can. <laughs> would you do it? I would. If you could be an NHL referee, would you do it? 100%. You would. Would you do it as a full-time job? You have to. You do. What's What do they pay them? Do you know? Um, I've heard, don't quote, but it's six figures starting. Yeah. So like a ref could make 100, 200,000. Yeah. Depending on how many years you put into it yeah. as well. Yeah. The process to pick referees for the, um, for the playoffs, is that a whole, are they trying to pick the best, yeah. most experienced referees? Same as 
players. Football. Yeah. Like you start with the playoffs and they just work your way through it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could, that would, that would be a lot of fun. I mean, I don't want to be a ref. I don't want to get my ass whipped. <laughs> I've seen some of those guys go down. Yeah. Holy crap. They get pounded. You adjusted me after a few. <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, what's the matter? I hit my head off the boards. I hit the ice. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. You know, you, you think that the refs are kind of protected, but they're not, man. They're acrobatic. No. Jumping everywhere. And then I, oh, you don't have to break up fights. No. But can you imagine being in the middle of an old Terry O'Reilly fight? No. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? No. I'm going to get my butt whipped. No. I met him at a game with my daughter. It was such a cool moment. He, w- We were up in the luxury suites and um, I, I walked by a suite and I go, that's Terry O'Reilly. And my daughter Angelina says, well, who's he, daddy? I'm like, Terry O'Reilly? Oh man, that's one of the greatest, biggest, baddest Bruins of all time. Bah, bah, bah. So we left. So he walks out and he goes over to the elevators and I said, oh, I'd love to get a picture with him. And my daughter, who is, she's my teacher, she goes, <laughs> Well, then just go and get a picture with him. I go, I don't, don't want to bother him. He's Terry O'Reilly. And she goes, Dad, if you don't take that picture, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. <laughs> My 11 or 12-year-old daughter, I'm like, what? So I went over and I tapped him on the shoulder. And he turned to look to me and he said, yes. I said, Mr. O'Reilly, I'm always Mr. Respect Man. I'm like, yo, what's up, Terry? You know, <laughs> I don't know him as Terry. I mean, I, I know him with you as Terry, but yeah. you know, certainly not in his presence. So I said... Would it be all right if my daughter and I had a photograph with you? And he said, oh, yeah, no problem. And he was with his son. So he gave the my phone to his son, and he said, would you take a picture of me and these, and these nice little family? I said, yeah. So afterwards, he said to Angelina, so do you play hockey? She says, no, but I do love hockey. And he says, who's your favorite player? She was wearing a Bergeron shirt. And he goes, um, she turns around and shows him that it's Bergeron. I love him. She goes, let me tell you something. And this is what I, I always remember this. He goes, let me tell you something about Patrice Bergeron. And he kind of gets down close to her and he says, he is one of the most incredible men you will ever meet. He's an awesome father and he's a phenomenal player and a great teammate. And we love him. He's definitely one of the best Bruins. Mm-hmm. Saying this to my daughter and I'm all choked up going, yes, because I think Bergeron's the man, you know, and he fights for us. And I'm like, oh my God. So I had this awesome photograph of the two of us standing in the hallway and he stopped and must have talked to me for maybe five minutes. And then when I finally walked away from that, Angelina said, well, daddy, he's very nice. <laughs> I said, yeah, he's nice, all right. Yep. His head was like five times the size of any other human. His hands were like huge. Yeah, huge. And she goes, what made him so good? Was, was he like Bobby Orr? I go, uh, no. <laughs> I said, no, but he beat the bag out of you, yes. <laughs> if, you weren't, uh, if you weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. I love good old time hockey, so I'm missing sports. I'm missing going out to work. Mm-hmm. I'm missing a lot of things. But I'm enjoying the things that, um, you know, that you're just not typically going to do. Mm-hmm. Wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and do nothing. Yep. Right? So it's all good. But um, anyway, so thanks for coming on, having a little shoot a booty up session with me. And uh, man, I can't tell you how excited I am for this wedding that's coming up. And Speaking of the wedding. When is it? May 29th, 2021. That's a day after my wife's birthday. Mm-hmm. I might have to stay. It's it's in where? Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Portsmouth, Rhode so Island. Right near um, Newport. Nice. So I need to get my hotel room now is what you're telling me? Yeah. By the way, are you guys, do you have a hotel in mind for the guests? 
that is the next thing that we will be doing and hopefully finalizing. Yeah. I know there's in the area of everything. I saw the venue where you're having it. Yeah. What's up, little <laughs> Mr. Kennedy? Yeah, it's <laughs> that's nice. Pretty, that's pretty nice. Yes, it's nice. It's, it's going to be a good time. The question is, are you going to allow me to embarrass the hell out of you while I'm there? Yes. Yeah, that's good, because yeah. I'm, I'm going to work really hard at that. Well, we need to ask you something since it's being recorded. Oh, okay. Would you like to do a reading? Would love to. Yes. Cool. Yes, I would love that. I've, um, I will take great joy in that. Well, cool. that, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Thanks, Megan. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'll have Dr. Pete do one. <laughs> now, I have to be serious, though, if that's what you're saying, right? I yeah. Have to, I have to be yeah. all serious. Yeah. Okay. Well, I might have to just do an impromptu toast while I'm there as that's well fine. afterwards. That's fine. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I had to do that at a wedding. Not had to. I was the best man at a wedding, and I, um, I, don't ha- I don't do a lot of preparing for things I like to speak from the heart and just let it flow mm-hmm. and um, so I gave this little whatever like two minutes and it flowed so powerfully the people were bawling I was like oh man I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't mean for it to go this way but it was just a message you know and you give a message at the right time you feel it, it comes from the heart it's like yay mm-hmm. and yeah I'm going to be really excited to uh, to obviously be there I want to book and get it ahead and get ahead of the game because I, I have to be honest with you, I don't typically like going to weddings, um, not because I'm anti-wedding. I, I actually love a wedding. The problem is, is that I've been to too many weddings that don't work mm-hmm. as marriages. And it leaves me a little, uh. but with you guys, that hasn't been it at all. I'm like, I'm, I'm your cheering partner in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I know now that I got to know her on a, on a one-on-one level as well, your lovely fiance, I have no reservations at all that you guys will be very successful and that going to this wedding, now this is going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be good. I might even get up there and bust a few moves, but I'll probably, it. I'll probably break a leg <laughs> while I'm doing it, screw up my ACL, which I don't have anymore, but that's all right. And then I'll get you to treat me when it's all said and done. Yep. So. so May 29th, 2021, mm-hmm. I need to be ready to rumble. I don't know if I can speak though in front of a bunch of people. I get really scared. That's why I told you. <laughs> you can prepare now. I got a, I get a year to work at it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I appreciate you thinking of me anyway. Oh, thank so, you. It's all good. Listen, I want you to stay safe, do everything you're supposed to do, and enjoy the hell out of that wonderful fiance of yours and your two animals. And, uh, one <laughs> one animal to you, but you know it's two. Yes. But uh, it's been great to have you on today. And uh, thanks for coming on for just a quarantine day of shooting the crap. Thank you. You got it, brother. I'll chat with you soon. Bye. Ciao.